What are we even talking about? The podcast where we skip the small talk and explore faith, random thoughts and spirituality in the context of this thing called a life. We're Melango and Lindy and thank you for joining our conversation. Today we're talking about, we're talking about creation um, and it's in the broader context of like purpose and what we're here on earth for. I guess. Mm-hmm. That sounds very professional. <laughs> well, because obviously, like, when we're thinking about things that we wanted to talk about and express, like, we did talk about purpose and what we think, like, why we're here, just why, isn't it? And part of that, part of that conversation, we were saying that we're all creators and our purpose in, in life or on earth is to create. And to like manifest good things or just what we're naturally good at. It could be like related to what are our natural gifts or I don't know, skills that we've acquired, either nature or nurture. Um, and then also like from a religious point of view, um, we're created by God. God is a creator, we're made in his image. So that means that we also are creators. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we also talked about uh what does that mean to be a creator? Does that just mean like people who are creative, like from a point of view of like artists, musicians, um, if you're a painter, if you're a singer, or does it mean that anyone can be a creator? So even if you're in a workspace where maybe you're a lawyer or an accountant, are you still a creator? Like, what does that actually mean? Is it something that is your job title or is it just who you are inherently? Are you always creating? Mm. It, like um we reproduce does that mean we're a creator in that context mm. like what's the context of creation I suppose so yeah I guess I don't even think about it in terms of like of the fact that you well like create in terms of the fact that you re- reproduce in that sense mm-hmm. but, um yeah I think we, we when we're talking about how we came to talk about creation it's funny so it's the first podcast um, mm. I think that we're gonna upload, and it's and then I was like, oh, we should we should talk about we talked about other things when we said our oh, creation, which was just it just was like if you if you want to say a coincidence that mm. creation was the first one, like it wasn't actually planned to be like that, but um, yeah. But then I was saying creation was one of the topics we wanted to talk about because we were talking about linked in terms of purpose, but then also because um, creation in terms of because for me personally, I feel like since last year like um maybe it was like really when I was doing that mind valley course yeah and then it was really to do with money and I think Mm -hmm. it it started to to kind of hit me like oh yeah you can actually create wealth like I know people Mm -hmm. had had that revelation whenever like do you know what I mean but I just (laughs) realizing that like um you actually create wealth because in that actual mind valley course that you do um it's basically I thought this is where I should give me a bit more information. So I did this course for, um, it's a mind body course. Um, and it is um, the course called Life Book. And then you do it for, yeah. or how long did you do it? It's a six week course, I think. And basically it's. Yeah, I think it was six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's created by um, this guy called John Butch- Butcher. If 
I'm correct. And it's him and his wife. And then it's a six week course. And you basically look at 12 aspects of your life and um, you basically create what you would like them to be. And so um, it really focuses heavily on the fact that you create your life. And in that, even though I've been, I've heard this before in lots of different ways, sometimes it just doesn't actually, you don't really understand it. And to all, like, people who actually, like, like they're, they're creating their life that they want and they're telling you, like, this is how we do it, like, this is, like, the roadmap. And and it, and it makes you, it forces you to think that it's the responsibility is mine. Like, if I've got something in my life that like, you can't be unhappy for no reason because it's, like, you can change that if you want to. Like, you can actually yeah. change it. But anyway, they talked about money and it was kind of, like, this thing where I was just like, wow, like, I can create wealth. So it's just a choice whether do I really want to work, work, that, work that hard or work that way to create this wealth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then ever since then... I've just been this idea of creator myself mm-hmm. as a creator I've just been like evolving and evolving and getting more and more to the point where it's like yeah. Yeah, you can maybe accept things like when it's like oh um you know that every I was listening to something today actually on Gaia is it Gaia or Gaia? I think it's Gaia yeah so Gaia I was listening to it <laughs> and I and I realized and I just hit the first like I hit all the you know, because I'm always that kind of person who, like, I always like to go straight to what I want and what I look for. Um, but then yeah. like, that way, you never really, like, create any new possibilities in it because you're always just filtering your whole experience. But anyway, mm-hmm. I went there to look for something that Singy told me to look for. Or she said that she'd done, like, some hypnotherapy uh, meditation thing. But then okay. I went there and, then I, and I just went on the first suggested thing, which was, like, basically this guy, maybe you've seen it, and it's called, um, I think it's called, like, he sounds kind of like South American or Brazilian or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he's talking about um, um, like reality. And okay. he starts talking about, I think there's three seasons. The first season, I think I watched about four videos or three, were they 25 minutes. And um, he's talking about how, it sounds so out there though, but it's popular, like as in where people are accepting this, but these people are subscribed to Gaia. So obviously it's a limited. Yeah. A limited. <laughs> Pool of people. <laughs> but um they he basically talks about how he basically right it sounds so crazy to even say it. i'm trying, trying, trying to feel full to it how you say it like he, he remembers his past lives like but he okay. talked about two of them like there's one where he's i don't know if it's 600 million years ago and he was talking about he talk, yeah i know it's like millions of years ago and he was um he doesn't say the way I'm saying it, but he was talking about different ways of reality, different um, different like aspects of reality. And he talks about how that's his, I think that's his earliest mode of consciousness that he can remember. He says at the age of 15, he started having these like re- remembering past lives and he thought everyone could. But then he realized obviously okay. no one did. And then he, but he could remember them. Like he could remember, he could remember being this part of a civilization. Like his earliest, earliest, um, um, I don't know existence on this mm-hmm. earth or in this universe and basically it was a civilization where they all understood that their purpose was to was to basically um, experience or know the tr- truth from different dimensions and basically basically there's different dimensions of being he even he says it in in when he's giving the lecture lecture mm-hmm. when he's giving the talk of the lecture he says like this is not what I'm saying to you is one dimension. It's like one aspect of reality. It's one way of looking at things. It's not the full truth, but it's one truth. Yeah. Yes. It's one aspect of dimension of reality. So he says how reality has different dimensions, and he talks about like. Okay. So I think he talked about the first dimension, the second dimension, and we're in the third dimension where we live now. 
and he says the okay. third dimension is the most like complex one to achieve and he basically talks about like how reality is so weird and dense so, like it's how um reality itself is like made of like uh there's like geometries in realities in in reality okay. so it builds upon yeah. like one layer so for example say even the trinity that's mm-hmm. the, the idea of there being a trinity is one aspect of reality and then you get that trinity the manifestation of the trinity is when you get aspects like mind body spirit mind body soul and he says that, yeah. that mind body soul is like one thing and in the third dimension he says um he says how the third dimension he makes it seem like it's like a it's a code to crack but you created the code before you came on earth like you created the code apparently you pick the geometry and then so that when you step into this third dimension you're you're what you're supposed to do is crack that code so you're you're meant to kind of like re, you're meant to live like um i'm not sure if it's in i don't think it's in, it's in this as you are now this life form. Mm-hmm. but apparently this third dimension is here for us to experience all realities like different realities that we can do you get me and then you you learn your purpose and your and your and your goal so it's like and then you die he says that you can die in time where like you die you know you're still in that loop where you're you haven't accepted um your purpose and all that so you die like say how you just die a normal death or you could die yeah where your consciousness is is um aware do you know what i mean it's like you've completed that ge- that geometry um that geometry um, pattern and it's like basically he was saying like how people view death as like a bad thing but he was like um, the thing is, is that before we come into this life, he was saying that it's actually mm. an honor. Like when, when, when consciousness is coming to this third dimension, they, they, mm. they, they see it as an honor that they've come to, to complete this, this dimension. But apparently it's like, um, he was saying like before this reality, you pick your geometry. So like, it's like, you kind of choose your, your, your mother, father, you, you choose how you enter in. And he doesn't say it like that specifically. Not sure about that one. But. <laughs> yeah, but it's not exactly like that. But he says it kind of like, you pick your shape. It's like, you're here, yeah? You're here kind of saying, with all these experiences, like, oh, why is this happening to me? Blah, 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 blah. But it's like, you chose it beforehand. You already did choose it. So are you saying that this life that we're living now is one dimension among many? Yes, yes. And when you say dimension, do you mean lifetimes? So... so I remember previous lifetimes are, are those different dimensions okay that's a good question but it's that the way i understand it you can tell you can tell that i need to listen to it again is the way, <laughs> the way I, understand I mean it's quite it, it's quite layered though it's quite layered because yeah you have to first believe in you'd have to first be open to believing in multiple lives and recycled then there's when you when i hear those kind of um retellings or experiences i'm like okay so if we're all like if we've all existed since beginning and we're like reliving, we're coming back to the earth as another human or whatever, we're having multiple lives. What about the growing population? Are those new spirits that are coming, like new beings? Like what's, are we all different ages? Like, do you know what I mean? Because I have heard people say that some people are old souls, new souls, like, you know, what's the point? Like, (laughs) mean <laughs> and if I'm creating the geometric shape and I'm coming back to unlock this cold like and then when I've cracked it I've just like I've died spiritually and I'm just aware of everything and then what like mm. do you know what I mean like there's just so many questions that come up when 
when people talk about past lives and like this kind of uncracking of code but I do kind of resonate or I do understand the whole the concept of like earthly death because I do think that people do view death as like a negative thing but I do feel like yeah partly it is an honor to live this life and to to exist um on the earth and I don't believe it's the only mode of living do you know what I mean because most people think like this is this is it you live this life on earth and you die then you know either you go to heaven hell whatever they don't really believe that there was anything before this life yeah. like to be someone who believes that like living on earth is not the only thing you have to have believed in something before I know people think that oh, I know people talk about oh you have to people who are not afraid of dying or something is because they believe there is a life after death but nobody like not nobody but it's rare that I hear people talk about life before yeah. living Earth. do you know what I mean I think if you believe in that you have you are more inclined to not be so attached to your identity on earth and to be mm-hmm. so fearful of dying because mm-hmm. you know like there's more to it like yeah. this is not like life is not linear you know mm. it's layered there's different dimensions etc yeah it's like I haven't described it properly because I haven't really I don't understand I don't understand what he was saying fully properly because I wasn't mm. it's a lot you know I think yeah. it was a lot of information and also I wasn't like I, it was one of those ones where you're, you know you're doing something while listening to something so I wasn't giving it my full attention yeah. but it was yeah. a lot of information and I'm not one who's inclined to believe in past lives um <laughs> even though I I'm not though because I feel like when it comes to me with which he does go on to talk about something like this other life forms I'm not really like, mm. inclined to believe it but then I'm just because I'm not inclined to believe it doesn't mean that it's real or not or true I'm just saying that my own like prejudices and um but sometimes I you know sometimes I do think this other life past life thing there's something to it because sometimes I have memory like I feel like I had memories that when I was younger I used to think that I had a memory of something which I could Mm. never have really not never but I don't think I would have lived there in in this in this lifetime you know like yeah so sometimes like I used to have those those memories when I was younger not now you know Mm. so it's like maybe there's something but then someone might say how do you know it was a memory and it wasn't just like a daydream or something, you know, just to play poker. Like, how do you know it's a memory? Like what, especially when you're young, you know, how do you know? I think it felt like a memory because it feels like I was there. There's something about Mm. it where it's like I was there. I know that I was Mm. there. It's like a different landscape. Mm. And there's some, and there's some things where I felt like um, there was some memory that I had and before I didn't, like, I, I, I thought I'd imagined it, but then mom said something about something. She was like, oh, she used to work here, and sometimes I used to go with her. And there was a certain mm. smell she, that they used to give the children soya, and there was a certain smell mm. of soya that I remember, and I was like, oh, that's what I remembered in that memory. So it's like, mm. there's some things where you just know it was a memory. And then, but... Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, even though I'm not inclined to believe in past lives, it's like, yeah, there is one or two memories I have, and it's like, mm, where, did, where, did that, where did I experience that? Um... Yeah, I think so too. Like, I I also, I'm not inclined to believe in past lives. Like, mm-hmm. also, just because of the way I've been brought up, I've been brought up mainly in a Christian environment. Um, we don't have that mm. belief system or whatever. Um, and also myself, even take away the Christianity side of things, I just haven't had those kind of experiences. I don't know that many people directly who have who've had such experiences. Yeah. But as a obviously and developed my spiritual side like I'm not I'm not like totally like yeah past lives are real but I feel like there's something is there is something there Mm -hmm. because 
So I've had like, like, I don't know if I want to say memories. Like I, I don't feel strong enough to say memories, but at the same time, it wasn't just a dream. Mm. It wasn't just a dream. It wasn't just made up. It was something. I cannot describe it. I can't fully say like 100% that it was a memory, but it was something that was less like, I haven't experienced this now, like in this life. Mm. I don't know where it's coming from. It's not just something that I've watched and then manifested in my dream. Although someone might say that's what it was, but you, you just know that it's not that. Like it's coming mm-hmm. from somewhere, yeah. somewhere old or something. So, you know, part of me is like, oh, that's interesting. It's something to explore. And I guess you just, you just never know till you've experienced it. Like most people that are like, yeah, you know, I believe in past lives. It's either they've had an own per- their own personal experience or it's something that they've, is part of their belief system growing up. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I'm open to all ideas, I think. Mm. Or- yeah definitely just don't disqualify something just because it doesn't fit your own experience isn't it like yeah marriage or exactly but i was saying even though i went on a tangent he does go on to say something about creation the nature of creation mm. and how there's something to do with duality but i feel like i, I will only talk about that if i actually go and listen to it more <laughs> but yeah. I was that, um, in terms of just that like, creation though what are your thoughts on stuff because i know we're talking about different things during the week what um what would you like to talk about in terms of it or what have you found interesting about the nature of creation because before we even talk about ourselves as creators we were asking ourselves mm. like what is creation like what is mm. actually you know what's it what as in we didn't really say definition but like what is creation and then I was like oh, I'll probably look at creation stories because that's my kind of area my kind of area of interest but like mm. what did you come up with like what is creation um I think the areas that probably interest me interest me the most is when you were kind of talking about when you're talking about the course that you did and like the money aspect and like it makes me think of when people talk about manifestation it goes back to like you as a as a human being like the power or rather the autonomy autonomy that you have to create your life and everything around you um and it probably goes to it probably goes into more like dense topics like you know when you talk about philosophy and like what is a created thing is it just does it only exist because I perceive it etc so that also to me comes under the umbrella of like what is manifested like what do I manifest into my life and I guess it only works like these kind of concepts like the law of attraction it only works if you're aware of what you're doing that's what I thought initially like it only works aware of what you're doing like Am I creating, like, do I have certain goals in my life? Am, am I, like, proactively manifesting something? But then we also talked about, like, how you can still be a creator, whether you're aware of it or not. Yeah. yeah. You're still creating because it's in, inherently who you are as a human being. Mm. Like, it's because you take the label, like, I'm a creator. I am proactively going to, like, manifest, I don't know, this kind of career or mm. I'm family or, you know whatever it is that you um are trying to achieve in your life but I feel like you still are a creator just by living like just by existing you by are virtual creating, breathing. creating huh I said by virtual breathing yeah by virtual breathing you are creating things you are creating experiences you know you're like you just are a creator just from mm. your existence really. mm. So I, I think that was what was interesting. And even topics like manifestation and like the extent to what we can manifest, because sometimes you know, it's a liber- 
liberating concept. I feel like it's still limiting because sometimes with with these concepts of law of, of attraction, we always like limit to limit it to the physical world. So like, what can I manifest in my career? What can I manifest like financially? What can I manifest in my um, relationships with people? Mm. But to be honest, that title of like being a creator or manifesting, it's not just in the physical world. Like it's also in your spiritual life. Like it makes me think of like, when we talk about topics of like enlightenment and where you are spiritually, like, how you think how you operate as a human being like whether you live a natural life or a supernatural life do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it makes me think of things like um having more autonomy like that I'm subject to in life life is not just happening to me I can create whatever I want out of it Mm. so like spiritually am I more evolved am I more enlightened than I was yesterday or like am I differently do you know what I mean like I'm not just subject to how I was brought up or the ideas I have in my head I can always evolve mm. always, like yeah. there's no limit basically I think that's what I'm trying to get to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, with being a creator there is no limit to the creation oh okay okay yeah mm. I think that's what I'm trying to say <laughs> in mm. a not very good way <laughs> no but um uh yeah there's no okay. limit to hey whether that is um physically in the mm-hmm. world spiritually mm-hmm. you know there's different layers of enlightenment and to what your spirit is capable capable of. Even when we talk about like spiritual practices, like praying, people do astral projection, all these kind of things. Like some people think it's a bit woo woo and witchy woo, whatever. But it's still part of it, whether you're aware aware of it or not. I feel like everyone partakes in these spiritual things. Mm-hmm. The only difference is the your perception of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That we've, talked about, we've talked about that <laughs> as well like it always comes down to perception yeah. um but at the end of the day I feel like everyone's on the same playing field yeah. like regardless of how far you are in your spiritual journey I feel like everyone has the same tools like we all start off with the same things mm. that's what I do you think though, yeah. that takes us really to our, our conversation though about being born and like the stuff that you inherit you know, we have so in that instance, because I was explaining this to Junior as well, mm. and I, just briefly, and I was saying, oh, because he was going on, he was making a point. He kept saying how, um, and he's been saying it for a while that industriousness. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, he kept saying that industriousness, which is like work ethic and the ability to work hard, grind, hustle. He says that he feels is um, genetic because uh, he's heard it before. Oh, really? He believes that, yeah, it is genetic. And how there's some people who he says he's seen it anyway, like he works at BM and he, there's all sorts of people from all sorts of walks of life. And he's seen, he's seen, he works hard. Mm. He works hard, but he's seen other people that can work harder than him without trying. And Okay, they, and these are people who work hard. They work hard. Be it, they work hard in the warehouse, and they be mm-hmm. telling him like, "Oh yeah," he was saying, giving an example of a girl who's like a medical student, doing really well. She comes to B and M, and then you know, she just does some like high number like easily. And yeah, she must have been explaining to him like, "Oh yeah, you just do this, just do that, just do this, just do that, and just don't take any breaks. Do this, do that, blah blah blah." Okay. And like for her, yeah. that was just like yeah. her mode of operation. She wasn't mm-hmm. trying to. 
she wasn't trying to and he was just saying like he was she was just, he was just saying that like he could either cry about that not cry about it but moan about that, like, like other people and be like oh but yeah. i've done so much blah, blah 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 or he could just accept and be like you know what like you know that person they've obviously like it's in them without trying they just are so it's like say um anyway yeah so it came back down to the fact that um he was saying like it's in some people so then I was saying to him that, like, oh, what do you think about this thing that we've been finding out about water and how um, water has memories? And if we are 70%, like to 90% of water, that means yeah. that literally, like when we're born, with all our DNA, we're carrying memories from our ancestors. And it's not anything, this is biology now. Is it biology, chemistry combined? Um, <laughs> biology, well, biochemistry, I, mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's in there, but I don't, I'm not sure if it's quite yeah, but, it's a bit more left field, I think. Yeah, but then, but still, yeah, true. But then, but I mean, you're starting with that basic, like, well, yeah, the fact that water has memory is not really um, strictly scientific, but um, yeah, but, but just, yeah, just assume that, yeah, that, that's true. I think it is proven, and it is proven in science, because I was watching that um, documentary on Gaia, mm. The Secret and it is proven in science that water has memory yeah okay so even with something like that um quite like I never really thought about it before I didn't know isn't it but once you know that you're like wow like and the way it stores a lot of information but it can also I think I would have to re-watch the documentary but it was talking about how like water can it can empty itself of that information it sounded almost like a computer like literally and I was like so like if the human body is made of like 70 to 90 percent of water like it has to be some memory in there yeah yeah you're just not like you as a as a baby you didn't just come from thin air like you came from Mm -hmm. someone you know and Mm -hmm. that your parents they also came from someone so Mm -hmm. there has to be something that is carried down surely so then I said to him and I was like yeah it kind of goes that we don't start from zero then because if you're saying some people got inherited work ethic or inherited like Mm -hmm. you know um that drive to succeed i was like we all we we don't all start from the same zero even though you're saying so that's what i'm saying just to question you when you said that we we all it's an equal playing field and we will come in with the same tools and things like that i think what i mean when i say that i still stand by that statement and what i mean is that like yes you come in and you have like inherited some things but unless you use those tools to figure out what those things are you are starting from the same Mm. But I'm that this, like, I get what you're saying at the same time, but I still think my stance as well, it's kind of like a paradox. I still think, like, yeah, you come in with these inherited traits, but you still need to figure out that, what those things are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not like pointed out to you. You don't come yeah. with a with that says, okay, you are going to be strong in this area. Like, you still have to do trial and error. We all have to do it. Yeah. And yeah, you know, some people might be better at some things than others, but there has to be some variety mm. but I still still start with the same tools we still like I still have to figure it out like you have to figure it out do you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah even though I might be better at doing something than you but we still have to go through the same process of figuring out what that is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we want to I mean that's up to us that's up to each, each individual <laughs> so, so I still think it stands <laughs> okay so back to the whole creation thing so for you creation is how would you sum it, how it sum it up, though? To me, 
creation is, if I'm talking about it from just human beings as creators, it's just being yourself, really, mm-hmm. and just being authentic. Like, that's it. Creating what you want out of life. It's like having a certain awareness mm. of what you Mm. Or what you can have because at the end of the day what you want can change yeah true so which is not bad yeah that's what I think creation is it's like it's just being who you are it's kind of like your purpose it's just being you because you are inherently a creator mm-hmm. so it's being you and just going for it hmm. um, I, know, I think it's I think it's simple it doesn't have to be so complicated like, yeah yeah I think I think um for me being a creator I feel like what is being a creator like I don't know it's 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 almost like I don't know if it is the highest thing that you can ask us to do like maybe that is like part of the purpose when people were saying oh what is the purpose like you know what is our purpose um I think you think that's that's the highest purpose it's I think it could be apart from like maybe the highest purpose is another that may, may be the highest purposes because after you've created and created because you're looking at like oh I'm a creator but then it's like sometimes when we like you said if we're focusing on creating on the physical realm which is as they say it's all very well and good or whatever but then if there's something higher like say there's a spirit if you if you're to transcend yourself like after you've created you've made all your vision boards have all come true you know what I mean is there a point where mm. you like, look you look up in it to god or you look up to the unit out towards the universe and then you say like i am one with all like it's beyond Mm. yourself now and then you just accept Mm. the master plan do you know what i mean like Mm. like and then the creation like maybe it's that thing where it's like i am a creator and then it's moved to like i am the creator like you're one with god or at least you and you've unlimited yourself to be like you're you're just literally in sync with the whole master creation so it's not like you're it's not you're trying to now um you're not trying to like design the life you want the one that you envision and blah 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 i mean according to your own your own yeah you know knowledge you're now allowing that higher plan to kind of like work through you whatever so maybe maybe that's the higher stage who knows um there's the whole surrendering process in that but i think I think it's one of those I think it's a high calling though to be a creator like a conscious creator I think let me add that like to be yeah. a creator is a yeah high I think calling. that's the difference yeah. like just um you just said con- a conscious creator is different mm. from just creating yeah. manifesting what you well, want we, in life in general yeah yeah, we all yeah. like mm. Like weeds will sprout out in it from a, like an untended garden like things are happening do you know what I mean things will be growing but yeah how do you become like you know of your life like a beautiful a gardener like creating a beautiful garden do you know what I mean you're actually mm. structuring and you're consciously doing it like and I think maybe there's levels maybe the levels are in the consciousness do you know what I mean it's like what are you aware, aware yeah. of what you're aware of so it's like mm. yeah so I think that's I think that's a high calling because because what's it called it just I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say because of responsibility do you know what I mean you can't shirk it off you can't shirk it off that responsibility you're not living a life where it's someone else's fault or mm-hmm. you're waiting for someone else to make it happen for you um yeah it's a conscious yeah. to be a conscious creator means to question yourself like in a way who are you in it 
who are you? Because mm. how can mm. I how can I create true if I don't know who mm. I am? Like I'm not just gonna create anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that does lead you to purpose because like who are you? Once you know who you are, like say you know like oh I don't know what's a purpose. <laughs> Name a <of> purpose. <laughs> I don't know. No, but I do agree with the levels. I was just thinking that as you said it. I think the difference is the different levels of consciousness mm. um, between being a conscious creator and just being like just a creator inherently. Mm. Um, that's what makes the difference because yeah, when you, the highest level of a creator or of a human being really is just that you, you're just operating at, at a level where like you're just one with everything, isn't mm. it? Distant mm-hmm. to anything, as you said, you have, there's a level of surrender, like whereas someone who just, at a primal level is just creating because it makes them feel good or mm. they want money or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, that's like at a surface level, but there's so much more. And obviously it's with everyone's, with anyone's spiritual journey, there's levels to it. Do you know what I mean? There's mm. no where like you have arrived or you've like, I know they say things like you reach enlightenment, but like even that enlightenment, it's not, it's not like the end or one be all like you've arrived at a destination and that's it. Mm. It's kind of like you, you know, you, you always have to work on it. It's always, it's always some, it's a journey basically. The, the, the journey of enlightenment. It's not really like you've just arrived and that's it. You've, you know, because yeah. we have our human nature. We still have the primal nature that we can fall into at any time. We have the ego. It doesn't go anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like when people, I mean, I don't know, maybe there is a view, I feel like there probably is a view in the world where when you reach enlightenment, you do not have an ego, but I don't think that's possible, personally. I feel like the ego is always there. I think because in a lot of these um, belief systems where there is a level of enlightenment or or whatever, it's like the ego is a bit demonised, where like, I don't think the ego itself is a bad thing. It's just mm-hmm. natural thing. It's just like, the natural human state is to be greedy it's like you know if you're greedy too much obviously it's bad but I mean the natural state of a human being is it just is what it is do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I feel like it doesn't demonize it's just when it's too much you know that's when it's not a good thing so, yeah it's like too much of any good thing is a bad thing mm-hmm. sometimes I do feel like the ego is demonized but I feel like you always you always have to improve you always have to evolve there is no level of arriving just like the world itself is evolving it doesn't stay the same mm-hmm. nothing stays the same so yeah so what was our thing again what was i what was i saying what was i even talking about at that moment i was talking about conscious creation okay, right, right right yeah so being con- a conscious creator yeah so mm-hmm. yes yeah, so i think yeah i'm just saying the kid yeah, it's such um it's such a responsibility in a way of your own mm. life of or in a way for others do you know what i mean because it's like the if you can consciously create in your own life and do good like and reach your full potential as in um or at least be in line then be in mm. line mm. with your potential then mm. it can only mean good for others as well so in a way yeah, to, of course. to stop your to to kind of to kind of limit yourself from being this conscious creator that's aligned is to also stop the good of others 
Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I see. I see. Mm-hmm. It's so interlinked with every, everything. Like to just be this conscious creator is just to be so, to be like a, a like a channel of good basically for the world. So yeah, that's why I, I kind of I'm just like wow. Like you know, it's um, it can never be anyone's fault. My life, you know, what I mean, it's like I, I, <laughs> I can't. Now I think sometimes you do. I don't know you just realize isn't it you just realize that wow like maybe there's been things where you kind of just think that that you've been putting the onus on other people or some other situations or circumstances all your life until yeah. you realize that actually it's me you know like it's actually yeah. another creation. like it just stops you from doing that um yeah I think even though sometimes we can sometimes shun responsibility because it can be a bit scary but yeah if we embrace it it's kind of liberating because it's then life is on you like you you can just grab it and run with it you know what I mean and have to yeah maybe you came into life subject to certain things in certain circumstances that were not great but when it comes down to it it's up to you isn't it Mm -hmm. you have autonomy and I think not to be like religious religious or whatever that I think that's what God was talking about like at the beginning of creation, you know, when he made man and he said that he's given them all the, what does he say? He's given them all the power um, to rule the world and everything. Is that what he says? That sounds so powerful. Like, yeah. I've That's- given you power to rule the world. <laughs> what does it say that in the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> that was me, like, really badly paraphrasing. <laughs> what translation is that? That might be one translation, you know, um, called, um, what would it even be called? Um, he'll be called some next translation. Luminous words. Luminous I'm paraphrasing words. so badly, but <laughs> at the beginning, I need to go back to Genesis. Okay, like, Genesis. He's like, I've given you. He basically, I've given you everything. That's my. Translation. I've given you everything. Yeah, go out into the world. He's like, you know, multiply, multiply. Sorry. Um, to me, that like that's part of purpose, isn't it? That's part mm. of. The autonomy in life and I feel like yeah we come into life into the society and it's all like capitalism make money you know climb ladders you know all the stuff but like, do you think that's just creation gone rampant as well like in the not in a bad yeah but rampant but I mean or an aspect of creation itself but you know away from yeah the, I do I think yeah it's just an aspect but yeah. it really the higher way of <laughs> like it's just it's surface level because when people do get those things I mean it doesn't it's not it's not spiritually satisfying to your spirit you know what I mean? yeah they're not that's why I'm saying that like it depends on your point of view like your worldview whether you see this life that we live on earth as like this is it or you're like oh there was life before this life on earth there's life after it like it's just a speck in the you know the the whole world like the whole thing you know mm-hmm. what I mean so it depends how you what your worldview is but like, like being created existing and all those kind of things there's just so much more to it but that's that's my worldview other people out there might be like no you just come onto the earth you live and you die that's mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. do you know what I mean and they might be satisfied with that I'm not <laughs> strangely liberating I don't have that worldview of like you just come and yeah that, but it's quite simple when it's like oh okay that's what it is 
um and that that in itself can be liberating to have that kind of worldview where it's like you just come on this earth you have fun you do you do good or you just you just live your life and then you die and that's it next people can live do you know what I mean like that in itself can be liberating but that's just not my experience I can't I can't choose to believe in that because that's not my experience Mm. like you the way I experience the world is not that yeah yeah like you know <laughs> I don't have to say I can't believe that because of how I experience the world there's so much more to it it's so layered like I feel like that's inherently like just how I think in my okay. mind it's not something that someone has told me even though I have grown up with in this religious background um where it's like there is life after death and all that it's like it doesn't just come from that it's like an innate knowledge if that makes sense like it's just yeah I think it's maybe like, more- this is not it Maybe it's maybe it's a bit of like your innate way and things like that because at the same time when I think about it, yeah, mom and dad haven't really they never really they're not someone who's gonna be like mom and dad have never said to us like oh you know there's life out there's life after death and there's I feel like if we had our own beliefs about it it would be okay mm. they've never it's not it's not something that's been impinged upon us so I feel like no it's a no. mixture it's a mixture but. I don't know, but then we went to Catholic schools. We went to Catholic primary schools, etc. I mean, that doesn't. It was just the school, do you know. What yeah, I mean? but you know how like your worldview is. It's more about what's in your subconscious and what's actually in your. Con- do you know what I mean? It's like how I see the world is all those little bits of information that you've you've had growing up. And no, it's true. It's true. I mean, because you make friends at those Catholic schools. Yeah, exactly. We all kind of inherently have the same belief system brought up in that same cult like culture system so it's hard to imagine what I would have thought outside of that yeah outside of that stimulus like but I still think like part of it is inherent in like innate Mm -hmm. I don't know describe it like Mm -hmm. because I honestly believe this might not be true you know anyone can disagree but I I believe that people who think that life is just this is it they're in denial <laughs> well you say that um you say that yeah but I've had the, when you said that straight away it made me think of my psychology teacher who I think I told you about okay. and she was saying how um it was so funny so like so that was sixth form right and I just went there for those two years but then in that time so a few of us came from different schools and I remember mm-hmm. in our friendship group, one of the girls that came to our school, she came from like one school that no one else had ever heard of before ever. And she was like the only, yeah. she was like a proper Christian. Like before I was even taking Jesus seriously or anything, like she came yeah. in like proper Christian, Christian. And she called, yeah. And then she used to call this psychology woman a witch because like she, oh, didn't, really? she didn't, well, she had like, she had that kind of like boho thing going on a little bit. And then. Um, oh, okay. And then also she like seemed atheist as well. But anyway, I think she was an atheist because, you know, during psychology, she did say, she was just like, the thing I appreciated about her though, was that she said her truth, you know, without trying to be a bit, but like, you know, trying to be she wasn't trying to be politically correct. Yeah. She just said <laughs> what she thought. So she was like, well, she's thought, I think she said something like, well, you know, if people believe in God, it's kind of, you're too scared you're scared of death you're scared of you know you're basically scared so that's why you believe in god to help you deal with that fear <laughs> but that's interesting though because i think it's the other way around yeah so i'm saying you just said it like the other way around yeah but when she said it 
I remember thinking then, and I still would think the same thing now, like, oh, that's interesting. You know, I still think that's interesting. Like, <laughs> The reason why I say that is because I think it is actually easier to believe, like, this is it. Mm-hmm. it wouldn't that be easier? Like, oh, we come here, we live, then we die. I think that's easier. So like, I feel like, what do you mean that takes less bravery? Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. What, I don't know. What do you think? So it's less, less bravery to believe it. Oh, I actually think like it would be easier. Like, think about it now. Think about it now. If someone came to you and said, "Oh, there's nothing. Like this, you live this life and then you die. That's it. Mm. There is no nothing to figure out. Like, there is no purpose. You're just here just for the sake of it. And then when you die, like it's finished. Yeah, yes, that's it. It's it definitely takes less imagination. But like, I just feel like (laughs) I just feel like um, is it braver? I think it's. I think it's braver, really, because then I start thinking, damn, like, I think because I'm just, I think I am scared of oblivion, like, I'm scared of oblivion, I've always kind of just been, like, I'd rather to just not exist and things like that, it's like, wow, that's the worst fate ever, so it's like, for someone to embrace that, though, for someone Mm. to embrace, and I've had someone embrace that, like, to embrace, not oblivion, but, like, hell as in darkness, they're like, yeah, Mm. I think there is a hell, and I don't care that I'm going there and for me it was like this was the time when I was you know out there telling mm. about Jesus and then the back yeah. this biker guy that I met he was like yeah there, there is a hell yeah it's black and I don't I, I don't yeah I'm going there it's fine and for me that takes it's like sh- not shock it's it's beyond shocking for me it's like you know you're just there speechless like wow like like just there's nothing I can say to that you know because you know what it is though because you know that it's in the name of God, yeah, in the name of fear, even that things like, you know, you're gonna people have been people have been um have been what's that word? They've been kind of like oh, what's what, it again? on people's heads. What do you mean? No, no, no. When someone's been terrified into salvation, <laughs> like terrified into heaven, you know, the people have been terrified into heaven because it's it's that thing where you know people are. You know what I mean? In church, <laughs> it's a whole church yeah. kind of like um, thing that there's been we've been talking about for a long time. Is that people, you know, feel like oh my gosh, you're going, you're going to burn and die. And so you know, since the missionaries start, apparently started, you know, I don't think they they did this all the time, but it's like this kind of mm. um, story, a narrative that people were scared mm-hmm. into believing that you know, yeah, because no one wants to go to hell, no one wants to die like that. Do you know what I mean? So um, it's like. <laughs> It, there's that whole thing so it's like for me personally i'm just like wow you must be brave if we can't even use we can't even use hell you know to even make you um wanna come how does that make you how does that make you brave that make that's what i'm saying to me i'm like it's the opposite because to me i'm like it's braver to believe that there is all this and trying to figure out what's the right thing whereas if there was nothing you don't have to be brave there's nothing to be brave for there is yeah. no hell there's no there's nothing to be brave for <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. It's more okay. Okay, okay. braveness and all that, but it requires more of you to believe in something. Mm. Whereas if it was like there's nothing, you live this life, you die, you don't have to be brave. There's nothing Mm. like you're afraid of oblivion, but I've never really understood that because I'm just like, like what's the fear? You don't exist. What's the fear? I think it's just me wanting to hold into one identity, isn't it? Because maybe the moment that I let go of the identity, then... What will happen? 
then I no longer am, but then it's like, maybe I should rephrase that. I just feel like when I become, I'm just, I'm more, I'm better with kind of like, I become a part of God than the great consciousness rather than I just, just cease ceasing to exist altogether. Yeah. That is crazy. That's kind of, to me, yeah. To me, that's like, so it's just, it's like the most easiest. What do I ever want to say? It's the most blissful. Yeah. The most easiest thing to believe in. Like, it doesn't require any bravery like why I mean each to their own you can have your own beliefs I'm wondering why your psychology teacher said that people that are scared believe in God because what does that mean like why would I believe in God only because I'm scared am I scared that there is nothing to believe in like there's nothing yeah because it's it's terrifying that none of this has a meaning you know there is nothing there's no happy ending in the end there's nothing there's no meaning for it there's no you can't justify anything. Like little things like karma, they don't work out. If something bad just happens, it happens. Do you know what I mean? Things like that. So I think God is like your good bedtime story. And she was just like, well... You but know. it's funny because that's not who I think God is. Like, mm-hmm. some guy on a cloud in my head. Like, some people, that's their vision of God. And I think that's what she was referring to. But yeah. I honestly feel like God is not just some happy guy who's just there like there is the side of god that is you know mm. the other thing we don't like mm. like he's god like i feel like i don't know i i, do, I think it depends on your view mm. of who, who god is it depends on your definition so I feel like, yeah perception again it always comes down to perception so i feel like when she was saying that statement she was maybe maybe thinking about people who view God as like, you know, the happy guy in the sky, he gives you what you want, you pray for what you want, it's all good, there's a meaning you're here, you know, to be good, and then you'll go to heaven, you know, don't be bad, you won't go to hell, those kind of things, but I don't see God as black and white like that, like, when you read the Bible, you read the Old Testament, there is a scary God, do you know what I mean, but you take, you take, you take him as he is, like, you take God, he, she, whatever, um, you know, noun you want to put on God, but but I think that's just because that's how I see God. That's my experience. I'm someone who like I take everything at I'll take it at I'll take God for who he is, like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like I would take a human being or life in general, like life and death, the duality of life. Like in that respect, I don't think not believing in God is braver, vice versa. I just you know what I mean. I think it's easier actually not to believe in anything. That she would make life easier, do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, then, on that note, though, it's going to be a wrap for this uh, episode. And we're going to carry on talking about creation um, next week. And we'll yeah. talk about creation and legacy. And then we'll ask ourselves, what are we even talking about? So, yeah.